Hockey fans, and how are you doing today? It's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, right here on 101.5 FM in Winnipeg. That's UMFM. We are also uh, podcasted, streamed via the internet, wherever you happen to be, at whatever time you happen to choose listening to us. If you're listening on terrestrial radio, it's 5 o'clock, and it's Monday, and that means it's time to talk some hockey. Uh, co-host Tom here with you. I've got, as always, with me, co-host Jared. He's in the other chair over there. Jared, how are you doing tonight? Today? Today. This evening. Uh, this evening. We're recording on Sunday. Uh, yeah, the magic I, is gone. I've uh, I've had a bit of a week. Bit of a week. I feel, you know what? Like I feel like I come on here every week. You're, you're like nice enough to ask me how I am, and it's always like, eh, you know what? Not so good. Uh I've had I've had a real bummer of a week health wise. I've been dealing with some uh, some stomach issues, but I am on some really high powered antibiotics and I'm feeling fine. So <laughs> there, you, there go. you go. Yeah, right yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, and the, the uh, and then you you had your back uh, issue ba- as well, which kept you off the ice for a little while. So yeah, I have yeah, you haven't I ha- gotten your uh, hockey playing fix in a little while, hey. Three weeks. Yeah, that's three a, weeks. It's a long yeah. time for a Winnipeg winter to yeah. to go without. Yeah, even January. though this winter has been, you know, pretty all right weather wise. Yeah, but you know, in January, playing hockey is a good way to pass the time. And January is like the longest month. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it's about six weeks when it's only usually four. It's like that uh, saying. I spent a month of Sundays there once. Yeah. Uh, but I got the AOK, the all clear to give it, to give it a, give it the old college try this week. And so I'm going to do that on Tuesday night. And so I'll get back to you. Nice. Okay, N- well, no, make no, sure you got no some... pun intended. <laughs> get, make sure you got some, uh, sharp skates, get a, get a good fresh sharpen on there and, uh, tape that stick up, you know, heel to toe. You'll get, you'll catch no snow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I put a fresh tape job on Saturday night. Did me no good. Well, no what good are you going to do? Should have left the old one on because it had at least a little bit of luck in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, the new TJ was uh, unsuccessful, I guess. You to, could say say. The, to say the least, eh? Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll 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 get into that in a little bit. Yeah, we got to talk about uh, number fifteen because listeners, this is. Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, Season 6, Episode 15. Yeah. And we're going to call this one after Bobby Smith, North Sydney Zone. You ever been to North Sydney? I have not. You ever been to regular Sydney? Just Sydney, I guess it's called. (laughs) How about Sydney Mines? I have not. How How about Sydney River? Well, I'll stop, I'll stop you right there, Tom. Uh, when I was in no- Nova Scotia back in 2016, I went to Halifax. Yeah. And uh, I stayed in not Halifax, one of the little suburbs. But uh, I can't remember for the life of me what it's called. So there you go. Well, in Cape Breton, I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of folks who go to Nova Scotia go to Cape Breton for tourism reasons, which is highly recommended. But, you know, uh, when you're there, the main city on the island is Sydney. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there's all the other Sydneys around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
honestly, like if you're going for tours, you don't really why go to Sydney. You know what I mean? You're not going. It's a rough town. It, it is. Um, I'm sure it's like kind of nice. It's got a good little music scene. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's probably got its charms, but it is a little rough around the edges. And uh, North Sydney is the hometown of Bobby Smith. Number 15 played for the Minnesota um Minnesota North Stars. I almost called them the Wild, but definitely not. It was the Minnesota North Stars mm-hmm. and the Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. Um, he also played Team Canada. Um, you know, he uh, World Juniors and World Cup or World, not World Cup. Uh, yeah. World Championships. World Championships. Yeah, back to back seasons. Yeah, and when uh, he was a young fella. Yeah. Um, yeah, heck of a heck of an OHL player. Yes. He was drafted first overall in the NHL to Minnesota. Um, and that was in 1978. Uh, so not the only Nova Scotian to go first overall. There was this other guy named Sidney Crosby. Uh, I've heard oh, it. Nathan, I've heard it. Nathan McKinnon, too, right? McKinnon Ma- first overall? Or did McKinnon? Go second overall. Well, you know. This is this is your neck of the woods. Yeah, you would figure. Should, uh, I'll, I should, I'll, they, that should be like the uh, knowledge should, that you know that they you test possess. you on. Well, annually. sure. Yeah, I think as your... you as you pass into Nova Scotia, that's yeah. There's a border, but, and they're checking that. But listen, I haven't. I've lived away from Nova Scotia for a long time now, and so maybe some of my. Um, you know, facts are starting to slip. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find the year that McKinnon was drafted and he was drafted first overall 2013. Yes. So Nova Scotia's had three, at least three then. <laughs> that we know of. Yeah. Yes. We'll get back to you though. We'll get <laughs> back to you. Uh, so Bobby Smith was a pretty solid uh forward uh yeah. like to like to put up the points uh played uh like you said he was drafted uh first overall 70 77 78 uh started his career right away played six seasons with the Minnesota North <laughs> Minnesota North Stars oh Excuse bless me. oh bless you there uh he played six seasons with the Minnesota North Stars uh then was traded to the uh uh, blanc, uh, Le blanc, blanc et rouge, bleu blanc et rouge, uh, <laughs> your Montreal Canadiens in uh, 1983 for uh, a couple of guys. Uh, uh, who was in that trade? Mark Napier and Keith Acton, plus a third Keith... round draft, plus a third round draft pick. Okay, Ac- Acton had a uh, a both of them. Both of them did. Napier, yeah. Both uh, of them Napier, played for a long time. Also, the name of the guy in Bat the 1989 Batman movie, Jack Napier, was the <laughs> yeah. who became the Joker, I think. No, nope. no, no. That's who the nope. guy who he worked for. Yeah, he's played by played by screen legend Jack Palance. Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> I love uh, that we go off on <laughs> Jack Napier. Uh, he was uh, Jack Nicholson's boss so right. nicholson was kind of his uh right hand man he took him out and yeah yeah jack palance power also, the power went to his head uh, yeah he also played curly but mark napier curly not in, uh, that guy yeah yeah no no yeah. not that guy at all so yeah like so bobby smith though mm-hmm. yeah okay like he was you know first drafted first overall mm-hmm. and he won rookie of the year and he had a really good rookie season in 78, 79 with Minnesota played all 80 games. I think they only played 80 in those days they did. and he had 74 points, 30 goals mm-hmm. he scored. That's mm-hmm. a very solid rookie season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he would have been probably 18, 19 years old that, that year. Right. Yep. And um, his most successful offensive season came a couple years later. He had 114 points. And did you not tell me that he's like one of very yeah. few people to have ever beat out Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. Gre- so, for, uh, so, so this is in, going during the Gretzky, you know, yeah. era. So going back a ways, uh, his last year junior, 77, 78 with the mm-hmm. Ottawa 67s. Uh, he was uh, 20 years old. 
Uh, he beat out 17 year old Wayne Gretzky uh, that year. Uh, Bobby Smith put up 192 points in mm-hmm. 61 games, 60, 69 goals, and 123 points. Gretzky only put up 182. What a loser. Yeah, I know. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, Wayner. Like, what are you doing, bud? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's pretty impressive. And maybe as impressive as that is the picture that we'll oh, share that, on the Instagram oh, that of Bobby amazing. Smith as as a Ottawa 67. You know, the Ottawa Senators have worn tribute jerseys to this, I think. I and love- do the 67 still have that kind of jersey with the stripes? It's the black, yeah. white, yeah. red striping. Really sharp. It's um, one of the great it's one of the greatest uh junior jerseys. I think yeah. it's up there with uh uh the Quebec Ramparts. I also yeah. like I'm also okay. fond of that one. Uh but yeah, in this photo uh that you're gonna share on the Instagram, I do not think that you can get a bigger neck on a turtleneck. That's they the, got the, the maximum. He went into yeah. the turtleneck yeah. store and said, Give me the best you got. <laughs> the biggest and... neck that you got. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, but yeah, it's a that, heck of that, a look. Yeah, that year. So he won. He was the uh, the Ontario Junior League's most outstanding player. He was also oh, the, the Canadian, Red Tilson Award. The Red Tilson Award, <laughs> and he was also the Canadian Junior Player of the Year. Yeah. Uh, and so he played for a number of years. Had a, had a had a nice little career. Played from seven, seventy-eight through ninety-three. Actually, won a cup with the eighty-six Habs. Yes. And what I was I was going to say. So he started his his career pretty offensively. No, you know, like highly touted offensively. Mm-hmm. I I you know I started coming to follow hockey late eighties mm-hmm. and early nineties was really mm-hmm. you know my hockey card collecting heyday and whatnot Mm -hmm. and i remember bobby smith uh you know in those days as being kind of in a way a a defensive minded center you know um but now i'm i'm here looking at his stats and you know in the 88 89 season he had 83 points you know so oh yeah (laughs) i don't know you know he could still do it i guess Um, well and so at the end of his career he 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 like i said he played six seasons with uh, minnesota and then he played oh two four six seven seasons with montreal and then he went back to minnesota and finished it up 91 92 his second last year he got feisty and he put up 109 penalty minutes i wonder what was going on there because you look yeah, at his he was, pip, that's a career high in penalty minutes i think at he, that point he was old and he just he was tired of all he wasn't taking it anymore you know right. he's just like screw you he was old, he guys. was 33 yeah yeah he retired at guys. the age of 34 so i wonder if injuries caught up with him cuz his last couple of years there definitely the games played dropped mm-hmm, off mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so likely the sort of story with a lot of hockey players but after retirement yeah i don't know exactly what he did out of retirement but he um well he was a general manager of the phoenix coyotes for a while yeah back in the late 90s but um he owned the halifax mooseheads in the qmjhl of the chl for 20 years he only just sold the team this past year Mm -hmm. and i Without looking it up, I think it was to an American businessman, which well, see, now raised I'm, a couple I'm, eyebrows. But the moose, the mooseheads aren't going anywhere. They're now, one of the biggest, most successful CHL franchises, I would say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, now I got to look it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, under Bobby Smith's time as owner of the Mooseheads, you know, they hosted the Memorial Cup. They went to the Memorial Cup. They won the Memorial Cup. You know, so they they've kind of they they make the playoffs you know most every year which for junior teams often there's like a peaks and valleys kind of thing where they reload or whatever but uh yeah uh, he was definitely um stable for that and also i mean you gotta wonder so he's a cape breton guy and he's owning the mooseheads what what about the cape breton screaming eagles just uh up the highway a few hours there i mean um i guess 
they weren't for sale when he was looking to buy a hockey team. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But uh, I yeah, don't know definitely... who owns the Mooseheads now. We'll, we'll get no. back to you on that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Bobby Smith. Um, He's definitely in the Nova Scotia Sports Hall of Fame. As he not should in the be. Hockey Hall of Fame. Well, and you got to think. Here's his numbers, folks. I mean, there there are people in the NHL Hall of Fame that are mm-hmm. maybe debatable. You know, um, sure. Bobby Smith, career games played, one thousand seventy-seven. Career points, one thousand thirty-six. I mean, that's almost pretty a, close to point uh, a game. Almost point per game. Almost put up a thousand pims too. Not and and yeah. 160, yeah, 160 playoff points, right? That's that's a nice, well-rounded uh, Nothing career to there over a fifteen-year career. Pretty good, nicely done, Robert. I mm-hmm. uh, I, I appreciate that. That's uh, <laughs> super good. And uh, he wore and you're gonna post this on the Instagram, but the I mean, say what you want about the Habs, and I know you're a fan over there, so I'm not gonna get into it with you today, right? But yeah. It's that's an iconic sweater. Uh, the, the Minnesota North Stars. I love that sweater. Yeah. And good. and, the, and then good. you throw in the Ottawa 67s. So so he's uh, a guy who played for some teams with pretty nice sweaters, which is good for our Instagram. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go again. Rock on, Robert. Good yeah. job. Uh, so we're about due for a song. I guess. I think we are. Yeah, I think we've exhausted our, our Bobby Smith uh, talk. Um <laughs> So, uh, we should have led with this off the off the top of the show, but uh, co-host Tom over there, uh, he had a birthday this week. It's true, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we should probably celebrate that. And so we're gonna we're not gonna play your your standard happy birthday, even though it is now in the public domain, and we we could yeah, we, we could. could do that. Yeah, and I'm not gonna sing for you because. Well, that's not what we don't want to people need that. No, no, we don't. Uh, So we're going to play this up and coming young band here from Winnipeg who you saw the good fortune seeing this afternoon. Yeah. And uh, I believe their next gig is a couple of weeks from now at Apocalypse. So why don't you tell me about these guys? They're called Just Here for the Snacks, or We're Only Here for the Snacks. We're only only here here for the the snacks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, the kid, the it's it's four kids, uh, mm-hmm. and you know I'm gonna go out on a limb and say average age eleven. They um, are eleven, yes. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> they, uh, the they're the they're the sons of some you know fairly notable and just standard run of the mill Winnipeg guys, like you know like uh, and. Anyway, they all they do all uh, original songs. They threw out like Hawkins at the end of their set. They're like, and now the moment you've been waiting for. And they tossed out like Hawkins cheesies and stuff. And I was like, this is my favorite band by far now. So um, <laughs> uh, anyway, they they had a, 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 a tune they played called Angry Birthday. And I thought right on. Uh, I had a I had a happy birthday, but uh, let's play Angry Birthday by We're Only Here for the Snacks right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show.
Okay, that was Angry Birthday by We're Only Here for the Snacks, an up-and-coming little Winnipeg band of 11-year-olds. So be on the lookout for them. You know, you just know they're going to make some, like, CBC list, like, teens under teenage, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. kids to look out for. And like I said, I believe they're playing at Apocalypse in a couple of couple of weeks from now uh the the real day weekend well fingers uh, crossed the weather's good enough the outdoor rinks have been closed here in winnipeg for the last you know few days or a week or so because of the mild temperatures and uh they're, only, do, they're I, gonna go up this week before dropping again so yeah I mean, although there's... did i see that the river trail a portion of the river trail opened this weekend well i thought i saw that too but i think what it is is that they have the rink that's on the river at ah, the forks that okay. is open so they kind of open up a bit of a rink makes that, sense uh, makes sense but i mean like with the temperatures now i doubt it's even open now you know no. it'd be skating on slush yeah and and i mean if you had hundreds of people skating down there it'd be just awful so yeah yeah uh but that is i mean i was gonna say that's neither here nor there but it is it is here and it's there it's, yeah this is the con uh, the content content that uh folks look to us for yeah you know it, it this kind of like weather is just like so nice to be out and about and and then also like if you were if the ice was good enough this is like the best kind of like outdoor hockey weather you know you're out there in a sweater whatever oh, yeah. just cruising around it's great love it yeah it's a lot we were... better than when it's minus 30 or whatever i'll tell you that yeah so. it was kind of sad uh this afternoon we walked by uh the rinks at riverview uh took stella the dog out for a nice jaunt in the sunshine and it's kind of sad to see nobody on the rink right yeah. because like you said it's perfect outdoor weather and uh the the tournament the annual four on four uh tourney that takes place every year is a big thing in uh in our neighborhood uh they've had to push it back a week because of this weather so uh hopefully they get that in otherwise uh it's just going to be a bunch of sad dads sitting around <laughs> drinking beer yeah. which you know it will, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, obviously, it wasn't it's scheduled for the next weekend, which after the temperatures, the projected temperatures for this coming week, it's like, yeah, there, there could, there's not going to be a rink, right? So they've pushed it back another week to the ninth, that, to the ninth and tenth, hoping oh. that they can, you know, get some ice. Um, mm-hmm. And that is a fun tournament. It's they spread it out over two or three days. Yes. Uh, and I've played in it a few times, maybe only twice actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think that any of the teams I've ever played on have even won a game. Well, so there's teams there that are like so intense. It's insane. And uh... so I've got uh, I've got a a friend who uh, her and her partner uh, used to live in this neighborhood. Uh, They still have a residence in here that they rent out. And he puts together a team of ringers because it's like a real badge of honor to win that tournament. It's like a big deal for people who grew up in this area. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's not. I mean, that's, that's cool, but I, I, I. You'd much rather be an apocalypse champion, is is what I'm hearing from you. Well, and I was last year, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm. You know, it would be cool to, to be on the team that won the four on four, sure. But like, I with those kinds of tournaments, I don't give a sh- a schneiser. I, I was about to swear, ladies and gentlemen, but I caught myself. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't care about winning mm-hmm. and losing at those tournaments. I'm there to uh, get some fresh air and have some fun and uh, maybe tickle twine. You know, but yeah, maybe that's about it. Yeah, yeah. But the uh, goals have been hard to come by lately. It seems like, but that's the way she goes. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared, we had a bit of a hot and heavy hot stove to get to. Yeah, uh, some real. Hot topics du jour 
if you will, some, mm -hmm. uh, some, some serious stuff in a way. Like, so. And, and no, so like, there's no good segue, but like, no, basically no. in the news has been the 2018 world junior team mm -hmm. this past week, I guess it was early in the week. Um, there was, you know, five players who, when you started connecting all the dots, it's like, oh, this guy played for 2018. This guy did as well. They all did. And they they were granted leaves of absences by their NHL clubs, or in the case of uh, uh, Formington, mm -hmm. his Swiss Swiss team, Swiss league team. So so like before we before we get into it, I'm gonna put on my my radio station manager hat here, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna do my diligence and say mm -hmm. that you know we uh, are are only. Um, really reporting stuff that's out there already. Um, you know, anything oh, yeah. that that we're saying here on the show is uh, is kind of already out there in the ether. Um, and you know, this is an ongoing legal investigation, and um, obviously, uh, you know, there there is some stuff that is sort of yet to develop. Pardon me. Um, yeah, no, it was it was it was kind of strange. So, like last week. Two guys, uh, Dylan Dubé from from Calgary, Calgary went on a mental health leave. And then uh, the next day, Carter Hart from Philadelphia uh, went on an unspecified leave. And then, personal leave, I believe, is what they yeah, called it. And then the news came out. Uh, yeah. T I think TSN and the score uh, both sort of reported it simultaneously that uh, charges were about to be laid in this ongoing case. And, you know, like you and I, we talked about it a little bit, how, you know, this is going back to 2018, the team won a uh, gold medal. And then uh, later that summer uh, in London, Ontario, uh, Hockey Canada uh, had held a golf tournament and some sort of a celebration in honor of the team. Um, and then this incident happened, uh, no charges were laid. So, so at that time, I think at that time, but there like a, a, uh, a little later, there was, uh, an investigation opened because of, I don't know what you call it, but, uh, well, so no, no charges were laid at that time, but, uh, the, 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 uh the person who uh was uh, was assaulted mm -hmm. um was paid off by hockey canada right there was the sh the hush money or whatever and yeah. then that became the scandal that kind of opened it back up again right which, and so you know was the hockey canada scandal that was last year two years ago maybe yeah, and so you know, a lot of folks questioning Hockey Canada uh, and oh, for sure. you know, using using money collected for um, well, the, minor the hockey teams across across the country, yeah, right? We're funding and so now, them to you know, yeah. There's a lot to, of backlash, rightfully so, off, to pay off not only this but other cases like this. And yeah. so, Hockey Canada has since come forward and said, well, none of that money. Um, was used to pay off uh, like hush money situations and whatever. But regardless, the the sort of the like the leadership group of Hockey Canada was has been completely uh, dismantled. dismantled and rightfully and, so. Oh, absolutely. I would say. So, so you know, there's a lot of reform there about what Hockey Canada is looking like now compared to you know, when the scandal kind of broke and then right. what it's going to look like eventually as well. But like in the meantime, yeah, there there's been criminal uh, charges that are going to be placed. So basically I, they, all these five players, mm -hmm. Dubay, Hart, uh, Formanton, McLeod and foot. Right. They all took leaves of absences from their teams at the same time, essentially. Mm -hmm. And, the Globe and Mail, or the Nat—I think it was—broke, or was it the Post? And they broke this story. Mm -hmm. or they had this story, mm -hmm. and it was like, um, you know, London police are giving these five. Then they didn't name names at this time, but they, you know, it's you not hard to connect the dots. It's not hard, right? to, and and 
And so the charges were going to be laid, but they were giving them time to like turn themselves in essentially. Right. And so today, Sunday, yesterday, if you're listening to this on Monday, <laughs> that's how time works. Uh, Formanton was the first guy to himself in and his first guy to turn himself in. Yeah. And so uh, apparently um, the next sort of step in this uh, is that there is going to be a press conference on February 5th, uh, according to the spokesperson for the London police. Uh, And uh, so that is the next uh, sort of. So that's uh, probably the date they gave them to turn themselves in till or something like that. I would, and if I, they don't turn themselves in by then, then you know they're, they're they'll be you know apprehended and arrested or something like that. I would, yeah. I would suspect, and uh, that's when the charges would be formally pressed if they haven't been turned in already, like Formington did today, I guess. But uh, yeah, and yeah, so it's, it's oh, go ahead. It's really, I mean, it's a horrible, horrible situation. Yeah. Right, and. Um, you know, compounded by the fact that, um, you know, like you still have, uh, and four of the players have not spoke, uh, Formanton, uh, today, uh, spoke through his, his lawyer saying that, uh, he's still vigorously defending his innocence and asks that people not rush to judgment without hearing all of the evidence, um, you know, I well, you just know that the court cases are going, and I don't know if they'll all be tried together or individually, whatever. But you just know the court cases are going to come down to um, real, like technical, uh, you know, <clears throat> things that are like. See, I, I think it was CBC had reported something, and they they were basically saying it'll come down to conflicting you know definitions of consent and you know so it's going to be and it's going to be just dragging this uh victim, victim you know through the mud you know, like, and that's and, it, and that's horrible it's uh, horrible. and that's why that's why these kinds of cases often don't end up going to trial and why it's like yeah it's just awful but you know it's it's um i i hope that she's got you know a good support crew and uh yeah and, exactly. and i mean like i hope that the the um the country because i mean this is a case or cases or whatever that it will really kind of grip the nation if you will oh, and and i hope that you know just because these guys are hockey players that they don't get special treatment which to me in a way they already have they already special treatment, we're getting you know right we were talking about this and you know like i've already seen the comment section, right? Like oh, I'm sure, an a- yeah. av- avid reader of uh, a really good website called The Athletic. And when uh, the uh, the story came down that the five, there was charges ready to be laid. And in the comment section, people are naming names already, right? Dubay had taken his leave. Carter Hart had taken his leave. And people are putting two and two together. And the number of horrible, horrible, and this is why your mom tells you kids don't read the comment section. Um, <laughs> the number of idiots in the comment section saying horrible, horrible things, and uh, it's it's just gross. And I hope that, like you said, that the victim has a very good support system because uh, her name is going to get get dragged through the mud yeah. on this and yeah. the other thing that i hope is there is a number of players who at the time that this investigation was launched and then again when they got uh re-interviewed uh late right, earlier it was this kind week, of like that it was launched and then you know they're like oh we've been doing this report yeah. and it there's... took forever for any thing to happen i feel like we've been they they were like oh the, the investigation's been closed for some time and yeah well and happening and so a number of players though who were who were contacted said that, that were on that team 
that were on that team said, I had nothing to do with this and I will cooperate to the fullest extent, right? And I hope that those guys uh, stick to their word, stand to their word. And if they are called to court to give a statement, that they tell the truth mm-hmm. and that and that they that they uh because i mean there is already this idea that um you know there is this insular nature of the locker room and the sanctity right. of the code and that's a lot of bullshit and yeah. and that stuff needs like, to be it's broken like down for like hockey whatever like you we get it you know you go out there and when you're on a team in a team structure and this goes beyond just playing hockey but and any sports but like any team yeah. environment work yeah music anything like that it's like you know you rely on other people to come together and make something as one and so yeah. there's a lot of bonds that are formed there's a lot of you know deep connections that are made with teams and teammates and these kinds mm-hmm. of things and so like you say like there is this kind of whatever unspoken thing but like that's for like the sport or the work or the music or the whatever's being created that's not like broad it's, picture life you know no. uh, goes, goes rules so law, laws you know like morals no. and all this kind of stuff like yeah yeah so i i i mean you know and what's interesting so the other thing that's that's interesting is that the nhl up until now uh has been pretty quiet oh, yeah. on it right like they've they've launched their own investigation uh and it concluded back in june um they have not put out a statement on the four or five players who uh have seemingly been uh implicated um so it'll be interesting to see what happens once all five of these guys are charged, if that's what happens. Um, the the other thing that I, I was going to say is that um, there is a, a writer. He does a lot of stuff for TSN. His name is Rick Westhead. Yeah. Um, again, this guy is breaking down a lot of the old school bro code BS he was one of the guys who was on the front lines of the reporting of the Chicago Blackhawks scandal yep. a couple of years yeah. ago with Kyle Beach. And again, he was on this like uh, a dog on a bone and was all over it. And he he's doing really, really fantastic work. And uh, his Twitter is an absolute nightmare because people are going at him for <laughs> doing his job and that's really really sad so you know i don't think rick westhead listens and if he does you know what rick keep at it (laughs) keep at it man yeah you know the world world needs journalists like you who uh who who uh do their jobs so yeah yeah it's uh it's a terrible sort of situation and the you know criminal trials are as we've seen through the years in lots of different public cases, um, they don't always bring the justice that is felt that no. is needed. No. Because, you know, lawyers be lawyering. So yeah. um, we'll see whatever happens. But, you know, I think um, I don't. Here's the thing is like, I know detectives, they and, and police and whatever, like, I mean, say what you want about the police but you know they're not gonna go they're not gonna investigate stuff uh and then press charges if they don't know that they have a case you know and then once it gets to court that's a whole nother thing and so innocent till proven guilty at the same time shady is as heck regardless of the outcome of the criminal trials yeah. That have yet to come. That have yet to even I mean, four of these guys haven't even had charges pressed yet. So we might be jumping the gun on what we're even talking about. But uh either way, pretty heavy yep. hot stove stuff. Uh yep. we had another little world 
or not world junior, but uh, junior hockey tidbit. Do we have time to dip into that? No. No. Then let us not. (laughs) We could, we can, we can touch on it briefly after the break, but we got to talk some Winnipeg Jets. We got to talk some NHL, um, you know, action and heading into the all-star break. We got some stuff to talk about there. So, um, but uh, we're going to play, play another song. And uh, this is another one that you pick and somehow it ends up fitting uh, with your, with your birthday theme. Yeah, so we had angry birthday, which again I had a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, also recently, Green Day. Maybe you've heard of them. They released a new album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a I, I'm gonna I'm a Green Day fan. I like Green Day. They played That's the Great Cup I. this year. I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, but you know, like, um, they just put out another new album, and mm-hmm. I don't know what number album this is, but uh. You know they're they're still doing it. It's amazing. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, there's a song in the new album called 1981, and turns out that's my birth year. So, uh, yeah, do the math. Twenty nine years old. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, this is 1981 by Green Day, right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. She's gonna bang That was 1981 by Green Day, little band out of uh, the Bay Area in California. So, Jared, uh, we got, you know, uh, a dozen minutes or so here to talk some Jets. Um, so, was... uh, last time we talked hockey, everything was A-OK in our oh, world, man. Peachy. It was yeah. It was all roses and rainbows, and yeah. man, was it great to be a Winnipeg Jets fan. Yeah, they were on top of the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number one in the league. Um, well, they've gone on a three-game losing streak now, and two of those losses are to the freaking Toronto Maple Leafs, Jared. My dad, I haven't talked to him since uh, the Leafs beat the Jets twice in a row, and I... I'm a little bit nervous to talk to him because he's a Leafs fan and I know we'll have something to say. So anyway, but um, so yeah, how, I, how quickly things change, right? Well, and I think, you know what, like we were texting last night, uh, Saturday night during the game. And I said to you, man, I, I, and I think it was after, uh, good old local meathead Ryan Reeves was getting in Nikki Ehlers' face, what and I yeah. and I said to you, "Man, I hate the Toronto Maple Leafs." And you said, "I could not agree more." But sometimes I also hate the Winnipeg Jets, <laughs> and I think that this is a great place to start our conversation. And okay. I don't want to pile on these guys, but no. man. I think there's a lot of local hockey fans who are getting a little bit clenchy right now because oh, this whoa. all feels like some sick deja vu. Because last year, going into the All-Star break, 
we were flying high and we all know what happened. So yeah. What's going on? Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. It's deja vu. We're feeling like, you know, is this T are the wheels gonna fall off the bus on this team as well? Mm-hmm. Like like they did last year. Um, you know, Coach Bonus is saying all the right things that uh, you know, we know we've got a good team, we're staying positive, you know, the but yeah, they got um They've been uh, dealt some adversity for sure Mm -hmm. in the form of injuries lately. Mm -hmm. I mean, Shifley has now missed five or six straight, whatever it is, and they've not been very good without him. Um, uh, Velarde missed a few games. Morrissey was questionable. Uh, He did play, Mm -hmm. but he missed most of the game he got knocked out of. Um, uh, Brendan Dillon just... You know, he left the game on Saturday night, did not return. So who knows what's uh, going on there. So they're banged up. They're, you know, and this isn't an excuse because I think every team has players at this time of year that are banged up or and, and so on. This is the reality of NHL hockey when you're mm-hmm. halfway through an 80-game season. Right. <clears throat> but it's how you deal with it. And so the Jets, you know, while largely maintaining their um sort of i guess style of play or their defensive structure or whatever that saturday night game against the leafs it got away from them though they were i thought i thought they were kind of just standing around watching toronto you know what i mean instead of playing and taking it to them the way that they can they uh kind of it looked like they were you know around and then it doesn't help when half of your own barn is starting go leaf go chance and all these people are going to show up to the next jets game wearing their jets jersey but um that's a whole nother story but uh you know i think that you know the way to shut all those people up is to uh go out and score a few goals well it started good when sandberg got them on the board but then they kind of forgot to keep playing or something and you know, they had like eight shots after two periods or whatever it was. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, what's going on with the Jets. Is this a swoon? Is this, you know, have, are they going off the rails? I really don't know, Jared. And I think what I meant by, yeah, but I also hate the Jets or whatever. Is that I don't, but I, I, I like, I love, I love the Jets. I love to watch them. They're, they're like my adopted team since I moved to Winnipeg. I, Mm-hmm. It was since they came back, basically. I couldn't have cared about less about them in the in the eighties and nineties, to be honest. But uh since you know Jets 2.0, they've kind of mm-hmm. been my team or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think like yeah, I just they what I meant by like I also hate it, like they'll they'll get you so high, right? Have you feeling so good, be like, man, I can't believe they're playing so good. And then they just uh like the way that they've played the last three, like on this losing streak, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, have you guys even heard of hockey before? Like what is happening to you? Like they, you know, <laughs> the the pressure, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. And I mean, you're a guy who's been around watching the jets for years. And so like, they've always done this, right? Like, <laughs> well, and so this, this is the thing. Uh, yes, I have been a long time Winnipegger ish Manitoban yeah. my until yeah. my entire life, really. Um, and like, I've told you this growing up, I was a Nordiques fan, right? And I always had a bit of a chuckle when those diehard Jets fans would be like, ah, oh, tearing their hair out because. You know, the Winnipeg Jets are going to be the Winnipeg Jets and they're going to they're going to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory every single time. But, you know, uh, I've really started to understand and feel that sting over the last, you know, five or six years uh, when I became a Jets fan (laughs) and it was just like kind of give you some hope. Oh, man, they give you the hope and then they take it away. So it's, it's just like we were a couple of weeks ago, man, we were riding high and yeah. we were we were talking about 
all sorts of yeah. acquisitions. We're basically and... heading on down to Portage and Maine. We got, right. you know, the flags and, are flying. And I will say, right, like, this is just two guys a little bit frustrated right now talking about the team uh, going a little flat. And honestly, they've gone flat. Yeah. And and if this is just a brief swoon, it's a perfect time for it going into the all star break. That said, coming out of the all star break, we got to write this ship quick and yeah. start getting back to doing what we were doing when we were on a, you know, 13 game 13, point streak. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because so c- coming out of the all star game break, they don't play again until February 6th. So they do have a nice bit of a break. Yep. And they don't have a super heavy schedule right away or anything. Mm -hmm. But they're continuing their Eastern Conference, uh, you know, road swing, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they've had a couple at home, but it's been all Eastern Conference teams Mm -hmm. since January 13th when Philly came to town. Mm -hmm. Um, And so right on February the 6th, they play Pittsburgh. And they play Pitsburgh again on the 10th, mm-hmm. uh, home and home kind of thing. They've got Philly in there as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then they'll see some Western teams. They don't have a divisional game until February 20th when they play Minnesota, uh, Minnesota Wild, which yeah. will be a heated game, I'm sure, because games against the Wild always are. Plus, we had all that drama a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the Jets... Yeah, coming out of the All Star break, they've got um, they don't have e- any easy games. Pittsburgh's fighting for their playoff lives, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not going to go quietly into the night. Like Sidney Crosby's still, I mean, he's playing as good as he ever has. Yeah, um, they have their own questions though. I mean, Pittsburgh's not been great, mm-hmm. um, and they're kind of like fringe, hanging on to a playoff spot. If I'm not mistaken they're you know they're right right there with the islanders and the devils and the capitals and um all those uh, all those metropolitan teams that have been super disappointing this year um you know with winnipeg i think that the break is going to do do them some good right they're pretty banged up getting getting shifley back getting um honor fully healthy because he hasn't looked like I think I you know what he looks like he looks a he looks rusty and b he looks like a guy who might might have rushed back before he was ready yeah he looks a little rusty here's something I will say about Kyle Connor I love him he's a great player mm-hmm. I, I really like I like watching him um and I think he's he is like an underrated player in the NHL however he's not really, in my opinion, and I have no stats to back this up, a guy who can really drive a line. You know, he's very dependent on Mark Shifley, in a way. Yeah. Um, he's a, t- he's, know, a t- he's a trigger, he's a together, trigger man. He's yeah, a when trigger Shifley man. Shifley and Connor are together, they're great. Yeah. When Shifley's not around, and we saw this in the playoffs, we've seen this around, you know, Connor kind of disappears a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think I think though that the rust is definitely something with Kyle Connor. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't looked his usual explosive self. He's been bobbling the puck, making bad passes and reads and that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, give. I mean, the game's not easy. I mean, you know, it's there's two teams out there, and you know, so people, you know, are they see Kyle Connor on the ice? They're like, well, we gotta we gotta watch 81 you know keep on him so um yeah it'll be that's kind of part of it too yeah and so it'll be interesting obviously off and on we've talked about acquisitions we've talked about deadline deals we've talked about guys uh shipping guys out bringing guys in i still think the jets need to add to their forward group well and that you know and what i was gonna say is this little swoon with the sort of coupled with the injuries is the lack of depth from the forward group right now uh, has been 
really, really exposed. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that, and, but sometimes I mean, in a long season, there's hot and cold, right? Sure. sure. And so maybe it's because like their shooting percentage without Shifley in the last X number of games, whatever that's been five or six games, they showed a graphic on the Saturday night game mm-hmm. and the shooting percentage without Shifley is like 4%. Their power play is like, well, it's non-existent. What? A, mm-hmm. And we talked about this on the show. If there is one thing that this team could do mm-hmm. to improve itself, get Special a freaking teams. power play going. Special teams. Holy moly. The penalty yeah. kill, I won't even complain about it this time. It's yeah. been okay. Yeah. But the power play, why even bother? Yeah. Well, and uh, I think that I mean, Rick, Rick bonus, my buddy, old bones there. He has pushed a lot of the right buttons this year. Uh, during this swoon, I think he is, he has also been slightly culpable because he's juggling the lines and he's moving everybody around. And I trying to find something that works because I mean, when he tried to find something that works, when he moved Lowry up, not only, I mean, I love Adam Lowry, great hockey player, but I mean, hands a stone and he's not a first line center. But the nope. problem, and but you know, he's going to do the right things and he's going to do what he sure. does as a hockey player. And that's great. But when he's on the top line, when you move him off of that line that, that has been so successful with Nino Niederreiter and uh, Mason Appleton, right. not only are you kind of messing the mojo of your top line there, um, with messing, some skill guys, you know, everybody but up. you're you're screwing that line, and now that line you can't. They're not as effective when they go over the boards, and it's it's tough. So, yeah. Bones well, hasn't and, had it easy with all these injuries. No, but. and and there's been obviously uh, there's been a like a season long sort of outcry about the fact that our second line plays about as much as our third line does. Right? Mm-hmm. Is he doesn't doesn't have a ton of trust. He's very heavy on. The first line when everybody's healthy, and it proved but, uh, yeah, positive like, results, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've, and and you know what team isn't on their uh, yeah no relying on their top line of and course. what team you know when they you lose your number one center and you know potentially best player yeah what team sure. doesn't suffer so sure uh, um the Jets have been hurting without Shifley so. Yep. We'll leave you with that because we got to wrap it up here, and yep. uh, we're gonna go out with a song. And <laughs> I have... it's kind of it's kind of uh, prophetic, actually. The this song that uh, that you chose it is it's, what it's, it... it's 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 the way it is, Tom. Yeah, it's the way exactly. it is, and that's the one reason why I do love the Sheepdogs is uh, yeah. they've just got that every man's kind of it is what it is, and this song is called the way it is and it's off their 2022 live album live at lee's in uh, toronto uh but you can catch them doing all the small towns in canada i think they're heading west right now they started in the east they're heading mm. west and uh they're hitting all the all the places like your prince alberts your uh you know brandon's your mm-hmm. uh these kinds of towns so the western uh, you... hockey league tour yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, anyway, it's the Sheepdogs right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Keep your stick on the ice. We'll talk to you next time. Bet you didn't think I knew how to rock and roll. Thank you very much. We're going to play two more songs for you. Everything is the way it is. It's got to be the way it is. It's got to be the way it is. It's got to be like you said it is. I mean, the heartache for the won't be long until I get to where it's coming on.
got to be the way it is. Never 